This is Masajari. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. And as I always say, notice what you notice and then notice the details of what you notice. Today, I have a special guest, Dawn Moore, with me. Uh, she's going to explain her background and why she's here. Uh, but this podcast title is called uh, The Myths of Success. And we're going to go through the 15 myths that most individuals think that they have to go through um, that they have to um, literally break their spirit or their essence through the coals to create success, and that's where the distortion comes from. So we're going to be talking about how conventional success is defined and what you have to do, and then how EI success is defined and what's, what's the difference. And EI, by the way, if you're new, is exponential intelligence. It's a body of knowledge that I've coined. I didn't develop it in any way. Uh, I've discovered it. Um, and it's a timeless body of knowledge that allows us to understand how this reality works. So it's a handbook on this reality, uh, kind of like a physics handbook. So, so hello, Don. How are you? Hi, Moss. Thanks for having me on your show today. I'm truly it's such a pleasure. So my background is kind of basic. I am an international speaker an author, a sales and communication strategist, and I travel all over helping my clients learn how to use language and to listen differently so that they can close more sales faster, they can connect at a deeper level with their family, friends, colleagues, and clients. And I'm also a certified bioenergetic practitioner so I love the conversation about energy. I'm also a health coach and have been since 1994. And success for me has developed over many different areas. And I have now a very unique approach to what I consider success after having worked with you and your team. Mm -hmm. So I wanna thank you very much for changing some paradigms for me and helping me eliminate some distortions that are allowing me to go forward faster. Oh, wonderful. And if you don't mind, we're gonna use you as, a, as an example uh, as we go through the process, if that makes sense to you. Um, okay. But your background does feel, sound very basic, like you said. <laughs> I didn't see anything basic about it, but all right, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, in your world, of, you just never know. I mean, you run with <laughs> athletes and people who own islands and, you know, major right. billionaires. So. Right, exactly, exactly. But very, very, it sounds like very flourishing, very vibrant. So, uh, or you've turned it into that, which is awesome for you. Well, I think it's a great segue into our topic today mm -hmm. because I know very few entrepreneurs that don't want to be quote unquote successful, yet mm -hmm. I have many questions about what does that actually mean to be successful? Mm -hmm. And I know we're going to get into the 15 myths about what mm -hmm. success is and how people yes. need to sacrifice, whether that's true or not. And then I'd love for you to share with our listeners your definition of significant success and yes. why the approach that EI takes or exponential intelligence can really shortcut 
and clarify and simplify for people that success is really found within and not from without. Right. Right. So we'll start with right there. Let's define significant success. And that way we can have like a rule on how we can compare conventional success and then significant success or exponential intelligence success. So the definition of significant success is that we work on the inside, our internal self. So we remove um, all the distortion that we are to come into our completeness. So our success, our uh, visual success or our environmental success, you know, like luxury homes, islands or whatever else that we have is a definition or a reflection of who we are. Conventional success is literally that we're weak, we're incomplete on the inside, we still have the same health issues, you know, addiction issues, family problems, uh, life problems, and so on like that. But we've created, say, a facade of who we are, if that makes sense to you. So it's, so what you're telling to the world is like, look, because I have, you know, X amount of money in the, in the bank, I, I, I drive this car, I know these, these influential people, therefore I am successful and, and that proves it to you. Uh, significant success goes the other way. Significant success goes that you are complete solid inside. You don't need any of those things. It's actually an added benefit for you. So you enhance those items. Uh, conventional success, those items are, are, are a tool or a facade to enhance who you think you are, whether who you think you are and then who you think other people should see you as. Does that make sense? It does. So I always look at it, how the world defines success and how I personally define success. Right. And <clears throat> I would challenge your listeners, our listeners, to take a look at how they have defined success for themselves and right. whether they have subscribed to the world's perception of success and then mm -hmm. let it define it for them or if they're really open to exploring the exponential intelligence definition of significant success and what's necessary to achieve it using EI. Right. And one thing to note, Don, is that uh, significant success, it's a lot harder to come by. Uh, and there's many reasons that we'll describe later on, on the reasons why it's harder to come by. So this is the reason why you have more millionaires and billionaires in the world versus solid, say, humans, um, like a Buddha and Jesus and so on, like that. Um, that's the kind of significance that I'm talking about. But just note that I'm not talking about being at that level and being, say, spiritual or religious and then doing without environmental success it's got nothing to do with that right? would you say that people who have achieved all of this wealth and success by external standards are necessarily successful or could it possibly be a mask that they're using to hide internal pain and securities i know a lot of people who are super wealthy um, mm -hmm. I don't know that I would define them as successful. Many of them are divorced. They have all kinds of issues. They have health-related illnesses. Mm -hmm. There's so many other factors in their lives that it makes me wonder whether money is the come-all, end-all of everything for them. It's not. Uh, and uh, you know, we, I've worked with clients, millionaires, billionaires, royal families, and so on. And 
well, they're just as unhappy as everybody else, probably much more so because success or money or the accumulation of money, and we can talk about that as well, is that it's a magnifier. So it magnifies who you're not and it magnifies who you are. Unfortunately, it's an external definition of success. It's an accumulation of physical, say, uh, physical goods, and that does nothing for your internal self. Um, so I would say I'm impressed with those individuals who've amassed a lot of fortune or who've created success or come into a new technology, but from a higher scale, I'm not that impressed because they're not into 360 degrees of abundance. So, so if you break it down, uh, the science behind it, um, you're, you, compri you are comprised of the 1%, which is basically your human identity, your human existence here. The 99%, the grander version of who you are is, uh, I call it your vital force. Some of you might call it your spirit, your higher consciousness, you know, a higher version of yourself, whatever it is, uh, uh, let's use vital force from here on out. Um, that 99% is what I'm talking about. So if you operate from that 99%, that's what I define significant success. That's where the wealth of the world around you uh, becomes pleasant for you, or it actually enhances who you are, or it makes you complete and makes you happy. That's where you get into complete health. This is where your relationships, say, are phenomenal. This is where uh, you start to become youthful as you age. You don't get ragged, you know, decrepit, mentally unstable, or any other of those things that, you know, destroy you as you become successful. So it's a huge difference. So, so if you put it on a scale, uh, and I wish I had a whiteboard, but, you know, many of that 1% of who we are, that identity, so many of us have reached, reached success, you know, at a higher level. So that 1%, maybe you're at 80%. Uh, because of your wealth, but that's only the 1% of who you are now, you know, that's only this high, but imagine the 99% you're way up here. So in comparison, your wealth that you've accumulated, your knowledge that you've accumulated pales extremely to the grandness of who you are or the potential, the human physical potential of who you are. So, and I say this with proof because people who have worked with me who have been highly successful or highly talented, they look at what they've achieved and as they have awakened, they're not really impressed with who they really are, or what they've achieved. And it's not because their physical uh, accumulation is not impressive. It is, but now they're comparing not themselves to that 1%, but they're comparing themselves to the grandness of who they are. And they're seeing, it's like, wow, it's impressive according to human standards, but it's not really impressive to my full potential. And this is where your human potential, the potentiality of who we really are, say can expand. So those individuals who've been successful, those same tools that they've used to become that successful, they turn it around and this is where they have, you know, even beyond uh, realities here. This is where life becomes phenomenal. They start to understand what real success is about and they actually start to enjoy, say, the wealth that they've accumulated or the knowledge that they've accumulated. So, so when you're talking about being awakened for people who are mm -hmm. new to exponential <clears throat> intelligence, you're actually talking about being awakened to their 1% 
and then expanding it so that they can become the highest version of themselves as they expand that awareness and they learn techniques, strategies, you give them tools to become even greater than that 1% when they realize that there's another 99% where they can expand and grow to their highest potential. Exactly. So let me give you, yes. So let me give you a clear example. Uh, Your cell phone, your smartphone that you have. Okay. You're on 1% battery. Mm -hmm. Notice what you can do on 1%. You're always rushing. Exactly. You're always rushing. You might do a lot of things, but uh, again, you're always under tension. You're always destroying yourself. You're always trying to figure out, okay, uh, there's always a lack of, um, there's always a sense of shortage, no matter how much you have. Say that 1% is perpetual, right? It, It never ends, but you're only at 1%. But now you realize that you're charged up, okay? You're at 100% or 99% or even at 50%. Imagine how much more relaxed you are, how much more confident you are. You know that you have, say, uh, something or your essence backing you up. Again, your vital force. Does that make sense to you, that, that, that example? It's it huge. Makes great sense. It makes great, great sense. It's a great analogy. Yeah. I never thought of that, about that before. You know, 1% perpetually, but you're still right. kind of frenetic, always of being concerned that there's going to be a lack. You don't, right. you don't know when it might die on you. Exactly. And this is where a lot of people who run that pattern of lack, they've made millions or even billions, and they're still running patterns of lack. Is that true success? Is that, is that true acknowledgement that they're successful? I, no. I would say no, because when you start talking about 360 degrees of success, Now we start looking at how every aspect of your life should prosper and expand with success. So breaking those patterns, getting rid of those disruptions and those distortions um, will change, I would think, the lack into a a positive potentiality of, of abundance and human potential and possibility instead of operating exactly in stress of lack right and this is where greed never happens because you know that there's um abundance endless abundance not just for you for everybody this is where competition like transforms into your best possible self whether it's in it in your industry yourself this isn't where you have to um uh, hire lobbyists and we're kind of getting off track, but you have to hire lobbyists and all this other stuff, you know, put out ne- uh, negative material against products or services that are against, you don't have to do that to save yourself, uh, you know, to keep, you know, your pile. You don't have to do that at all because this is where competition helps each other. You know, you go higher and higher from that state. You don't have to destroy anything. You don't have to control anything. Uh, You don't have to destroy the environment, anything like that. You'll always find higher level products or services that will not only enhance you, uh, but if you have, if you're running a company, it'll enhance your employees. So employee burnout, which is the number one, say, loss uh, or production loss, right? Or the number one expense in companies. Um, This is where um, we, we become uh, more inventive, get 
great greater ideas out there that, that again just don't destroy anybody or anything so so let's jump into the 15 myths and we can use this uh, we can uh, I can show you how it applies to say conventional uh, success and EI success and the huge difference all right that sounds great I think one of the um, biggest <clears throat> myths is mm -hmm. that in order to be successful we have to sacrifice our time now I'm Correct. not really sure what that means because we all have the same 168 hours in a week, mm -hmm. yet we can't expand that, we can't shorten that. I would think that success then would be how to maximize the time right. that you have. However, I'm gonna put a caveat on that if I can, Moss, because mm -hmm. I don't know that time is necessarily the challenge, I think it's time mm -hmm. and energy in the same body at the same time. Because sometimes we have time but no energy, sometimes we have energy but no time. Mm -hmm. So is that true that you have to sacrifice your time in order to be successful? Um, no, EI success is basically investing your time. Okay, most individuals don't know what time is uh, or don't understand the mechanics or the science behind time. So in conventional wisdom or conventional success or conventional society, what happens is that time is a limited resource, right? And it is, right? Uh, it, it never, it, it, you can never create more of it. However, you can duplicate yourself in many instances. And the way you materialize in significant success is that you understand what time and space is about. Right? So you're operating, say, from your 1%. So at the level that you're at, at the physical level that you're at, time is very concrete. So what you have to do is to maximize the amount of time that you have. Uh, and that's why you have to exchange your time or sacrifice your time for success. If you were awakened into your timeless right, vital force, what happens is that now you're magnifying the propensity, the power of time. So, for example, every minute or every hour, for example, that you have, you have a whole group of individuals behind you, so to speak, working because you are tapped into the higher consciousness of timeless wisdom, right? Uh, and, and this might sound frou-frou to some people, but not really. Uh, highly successful individuals, highly successful entrepreneurs, uh, uh, more readily. Um, and I say entrepreneurs because they're more creative. Um, there's a consciousness that they're tapped into, that source of abundance that they're, ta that they're tapped into, where they get fantastic ideas. They get the energy. If you've ever seen entrepreneurs uh, like Elon Musk, how the hell does he run three, four successful companies? Most people can't even run one company. Right. But how does he do that? How does he do three or four and then find other things as well? Because he's maximizing his time. He's magnifying the time that he has. So now that one hour for you, since you've got, say, this huge uh, group of if you want to call it a consciousness, let's call it a consciousness, not group of people, but a huge consciousness behind you, say, creating with you. Does that make sense? So you're not you're not sacrificing your time. Well, you're you're leveraging your time. You're, yes, 
And also, I think a common word that people accept readily is intuition. Uh, yeah, we can use intuition, but I, intuition is kind of tainted for me because it's a lower level frequency. Intuition is more channeled. Intuition is more kind of like subconscious frequencies or intuition is tapping into the consciousness of humans or the so human consciousness. From what's familiar to unfamiliar, how can we move someone right. from familiarity <laughs> with a lower level frequency of intuition into right. a higher level frequency of let's say the mastermind or group consciousness. This is, this is going into an EI consciousness. So this goes beyond the mastermind. This is like the world knowledge that's always been, this is you're tapping into what I call that blue space or the universal database, the universal database. So you have the universal database up here. Okay. It holds all the ideas, concepts, paradigms, what, uh, whatever that you can create or think about is in that space already for you. Right? Einstein says this, uh, even Michael Jackson says that. Uh, every, anybody who's been creative right, has said that there's a consciousness that we tap into that they get their ideas. Right? So I that's love what I'm talking about. The analogy of Einstein, um, I read a book called um, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Mm -hmm. And that was the mm -hmm. first time I had been introduced to the concept of Einstein time. Yeah. And he talks about how if you think you're going to be late for an appointment and you tap into Einstein mm -hmm. time, a series of unexplainable events take place and you may end up being the very first one at the meeting instead of late. Exactly. As supposed. Exactly. So you can at a time at those levels if you act, if you can access that. So intuition is a lower level and it's more of a human consciousness that's developed over time. Does that make sense? To you? Does, so that's right. the difference. Fine, that's fine, a big leap, by the way. Right. So yeah. furthermore, uh, about sacrificing time is that once you can materialize, and I don't know, uh, I haven't, uh, um, I don't um, remember the other 15 things that we're going to be talking about, and it might overlap. But when you start creating from this moment, from this moment or this space, uh, um, you're not creating alone. You're materializing say, everything around, around you to create um, your, your desired outcome with it. So the wherewithal to make that a success comes along with it. Does that make sense? It does to me. Yeah. So let's so. move on to the second one then, which is happiness. Okay. Um, happiness. There's a myth that you have to sacrifice your happiness in order to become successful, that you have to put things off in order mm -hmm. to <clears throat> achieve the kind of success that you want. Um, right. I think that's completely in opposition to what 360 a month says. No. Go ahead. Um, yeah, no, no, no. That uh, um, uh, it's it's really saddened. It 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 it's like really saddens me, because that's just a transference. And many people go, well, I'm not religious or anything like that, right? Because I'm more logical, more intellectual. Um, but in reality, that idea of sacrifice your happiness comes from a religious value. You have to sacrifice this lifetime 
right? To be happy later on or in the heavenly world. The same thing here. You have to sacrifice this lifetime, your happiness now for, you know, abundance or happiness later on. It never, ever, ever, ever works that way because you perpetuate your next step. So if you think you're going to be happy later on, that programming is so deep inside you, not, not just of human conscious, I mean, one of human consciousness, then the way you've raised, and now you have this success attitude that just say, just hammers it deep inside you uh, and says, wow, I have to be happy later on. So, um, you know, I'm going to uh, not be happy now, but you can't get out of it once you become successful. So it's like, okay, what's the next step that's going to make me happy? Okay. I've made I don't know, hundreds of millions. I need more money to make me happy. I need more women. I need more drugs. I need more houses, whatever. That never, ever works. You have to understand who you are at a deeper level and be happy with where you are. Happiness actually perpetuates happiness, but happiness in its truest form and significant success form actually perpetuates abundance because that's where true happiness is. It's nothing outside of your existence that will make you happy. This is about that well of happiness that comes through you. That well of happiness is um, is act, not just happiness, it's abundance. And it comes from within. So again, it comes it's from within. internal, who you be, who you exactly. are becoming, and right. how much of that untapped potential you can exactly. accelerate towards. I agree exactly. completely. Mm-hmm. So let's take some real uh, <clears throat> touchy-feely areas for success. Um, okay. I've, I've heard... People say that you have to sacrifice your family, not just time with your family, but that your family, whether you have children or you don't have children, whether you're married or you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're not married, that you either have to put that off or you have to have a conversation that they're not going to be a high level of importance for you while you are accumulating this tangible thing called success. Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk to me about how, uh, how a person could even consider sacrificing family and at the same time have 360 abundance. It seems sure. impossible. Um, because in that conventional success, it is impossible. Um, because one, again, their time, they're changing conventional you know, time for time. Uh, we're not using the magnifying principle. Uh, two, what happens is that if you have to, again, sacrifice yourself for your success, that pattern, not success, that pattern of sacrifice is embedded in you. So if you if you create success, again, millions or hundreds of millions or billions of dollars, you're going to be sacrificing yourself. Money becomes a sacrifice to you, so you're not going to be complete. Um, in the case of like family, a wife and so on, you're going to need people around you that were, that is, that is close. That creates say a solid foundation for you. You can't, I don't want to say use the word trust, uh, but you know, family, especially kids, because they're of your own blood, you hone them to help support you. By the way, that's what I do. 
right? When I was going through, say, the dark times, when I was starting to understand my abilities, that everybody has, by the way, uh, when I was under, uh, learning how to run significantly successful, um, the solid foundation for me was my children. So you use your children as a solid foundation, and as you ascend higher, and as you, yes, you might not spend time, and I'll talk about that in, that, in just a second, um, but as you ascend higher and higher, they're going to go up with you, and they're going to create more of a foundation, of more of a flourishing foundation, not just for you, but then for them. So you're going to be raising strong, powerful kids. Not kids that uh, regret you, resent you. Uh, there's a lot of wealthy families, right? Their kids resent wealth because they didn't have they didn't they didn't have the father that they wanted, or they didn't have the mother that they wanted, or whatever it is, right? There's, I mean, we could name tons of families like that, um, and, and they're empty. Totally related to time, the kids are exactly because achieving success mm -hmm. from their family members meant not spending quality time with the children. Right. I think right. when you talked about how time can magnify and mm -hmm. attract success, we're mm -hmm. also talking about that same principle when it comes to family. You're magnifying the joy. You're magnifying exactly. the abundance. Exactly. So, so to take it further um, is that as you ascend higher or as you become more successful, this is where people become unstable because there's nothing to support them. You need human structure. You can't do it on your own. You need human structure to support you. Again, what better than your kids or you know, your loved ones uh, around you? So, so you're not creating or generating that support system on your own because that takes more time and more energy and this is where your health starts to decay. So what happens is that your, your, your nurturing environment and not just food or exercise, but that love that everybody craves and needs to be complete is there with you all the time. So talking about time, you know, families who spend a lot of time together, it's the quality of time, not the quantity of time. So I, I spend, uh, I travel a lot, but when I get back, when I connect together with my kids, it's like we never left. Uh, and that and that connection is so strong. If you've ever seen me with my kids, we, you know, they're independent. They're not stuck on me. I'm not stuck on them. But together, it's like, mm, you know, it's it's like batteries. We come together and we energize each other. Uh, and we don't need as much time to feel connected because I'm not supporting them. They're we are supporting at a different level. They don't need me to feel complete. I don't need them to feel complete, but they magnify the completeness of who we are independently. Uh, and it's amazing, amazing energy. Um, so that, that shorter, say, time frame that we're together, when, you, when it comes together, you get so energized um, that it takes you even further. And it gives you a goal or purpose to, say, excel to be your best possible self. Um, and then one more thing with that is that if you're your best possible self, imagine what you're teaching your kids to be their best possible self, right? So. And scientifically speaking, you're talking about the bond. Yes, exactly. And 
there may not be words to necessarily explain that, but energetically there's a frequency that mm -hmm. when you are connected with those that you love and you are at a higher level and you're seeking to be the best version of yourself, mm -hmm. you're creating that bond with those people who support you and who right. are part of your human foundation. Would you agree with right. that? Oh, definitely. And, and uh, you know, I talk about my kids, but uh, now a loved one, you know, or, or a significant partner for you, you don't have to say change or accommodate them to be happy because you're on your best possible self, right? You're creating a higher version of yourself, which forces them to create a higher version of yourself. So, so in that scenario, you know, the lovemaking, the connection, the intimacy is a timeless nature. So when you're with that individual or with your kids, uh, like I am a lot, and that's why I talk about my kids a lot, it's a timeless space. It's not time driven. It's just like you're in the moment. You don't have to do anything special. You can just hang out. And that's what we do a lot, just hang out. And it's just so unbelievably, they, well, unbelievably beautiful and energizing. And now fulfilling, let's, actually. let's expand that circle of human connection to friends mm -hmm. because yes. I heard tell that if you want to be successful, you have to limit your friends to only those who are going to push you forward as in terms of an external, you know, tug and push and pull. Yet mm -hmm. it sounds like we're talking about exponential intelligence and surrounding yourself with friends, family, significant others who create a, a greater bond and a higher level of energy. So it seems to me you're saying that's also a myth that you don't have to give up your friends in order to achieve significant success. You don't, but as you go into significant success, the friends that are real will hang out with you and they'll rise with you. The friends that aren't real, well, they have to fade away because the friends that are, that are not real, um, uh, as you ascend higher, you're letting go of well, the common frequencies that you have. Does that make sense to you? So they have to disconnect for you. So there are less friends. By Can the way, we take a minute and pause for people who might be new to exponential intelligence and talk about sure. patterns. Sure. That, that so, people bring with them as they ascend. Yeah. So there's patterns or you might want to call them behaviors or attitudes or, the, you know, your outlook on life. I call them filters that you see your life. So if you're resonating with a certain filter, you're going to say uh, uh, attract certain individuals in your life to make that filter or that pattern a reality. So for example, real life example, if you're always, um, if you're always getting abused, right? Or let's just use a positive example. If you're always lucky, Mm -hmm. right? If you're always lucky, you're going to attract um, experiences. You're going to attract people that will make you feel lucky, right? And then vice versa. If you're running abuse patterns, you will attract people that will make you abusive uh, to create that reality, a re um, to create that experience a reality for you, it, to make we, it real for you. So, so let's have some fun for a minute. Um, mm -hmm. There's also out in the world what we call limiting beliefs which are, again, these distortions, these patterns, these filters that people have. Mm -hmm. right. Money is a huge one. 
because you can finish the sentence in a lot of ways. Money doesn't grow on trees. Okay, trees. So that's a a lot, unless they're into cannabis. Right. Mm -hmm. That is a (laughs) lack mentality. Um, True. So we often have, you know, people take a look at what their money stories are. Would you call that money filters that they're running that become self-fulfilling prophecies? Right. Those are filters, but the limiting beliefs that most people concentrate on is at the surface level, the 1% that we talk about. Okay. The, The factor that predicates your success level is basically at the 99%, what you've inherited from family values, family structures that nobody looks at. Okay, so talk about that for a minute. How does someone move from the human or the conscious or the 1% level Mm -hmm. and ascend into the 99% level where they can have exponential intelligence factor into significant success? How does someone do that, Moss? So let me give you an example. So this gentleman, it's a real life example. So this gentleman, um, no matter how much money he made, he always lost it. Okay. A lot of successful businesses, you know, millions of dollars. And then somehow he loses it. Now, how you lose a million dollars. It's amazing to me, but this is how people pattern with. I know. (laughs) Right. So you go up to the level and then all of a sudden you lose your business. Something happens and it crashes down over and uh, for him it was like seven times could you imagine making and it's like what the hell is going on right a lot of people do that maybe at a lower level um so so when he came to me he had definite success patterns but why couldn't he hold on to those because it was the underlying factor now he at the conventional wisdom he was doing all the proper things that you you know you had to do to become successful um, but at an EI level or at, say, your um, uh, vital force level, there was patterns of lack or incompleteness and a lot of religion that said to him, if you make a lot of money, you are greedy. You're not, gonna, you're not a good person. You, um, uh, money is the root of all evil. All those limiting factors, right, belief systems at a surface level, well, there's a deeper – there's the roots that go way deep into that knowledge or um, I would call it say consciousness um, that was in his family. There was a lot of belief, religious belief, deep belief on you're not a good person if you make money. Right. So for him, he needed to be a good person. So, and he wanted to expand and share as well. But if you have that limiting belief, it's not never going to work out. Right. You're never a good person, no matter what you do. Um, and by the way, people get trapped. People become philanthropists just for that reason, because they make a lot of money. It's like, oh, shit, you know, I better go help a ton of other people to make myself feel good. And it doesn't work that way. Um, So what I did for him was it's like, okay, wherever you got this pattern from, let's go ahead and delete it from your psyche, right? From your vital force side, your timeless being side, not your 1%, because that doesn't matter. Your 1% is a reflection of who you are. The, of the 99% of your vital force. So I helped delete that pattern uh, within a very short time. He made, he, he went back to his success level and then lo and behold, he actually held onto it and he was happier than ever. And he actually knew what a good person definition was. And it's not about sharing or spending money to help others. It was about his presence, his essence, 
was say shifting his business partners, his employees, um, people around him, his products and services that he was sending out made you feel good. And I think that's a great segue into another one of the myths that's mm -hmm. out there. Um, whether you call it a sacrifice or you call it a trait um, or mm -hmm. a filter that's not serving right. someone well, it's who you are. You need to give up who you are in order to be successful. You need to create this other who you need to be. Yet mm -hmm. we're talking about that being a myth because in EI, you're just expanding upon who you are so that mm -hmm. you can be a higher version of yourself. Right. And the higher version of yourself is you're always abundant, way beyond measure, way beyond any physical here, uh, presence here. Uh, so any level of wealth here, you're, it's only 1% of who you really are. Um, so, so, so people always go, well, you have to be X, Y, and Z to become successful. But what happens with that is that they force themselves to run, say, personally, personality traits or behaviors or habits of successful individuals, but their internal dialogue is very different. So now it's like they have them here. Uh, just one second. They have them here, and now they have a facade, a mask around them. The real, the real selves is buried in there somewhere, right? It doesn't integrate. So they force themselves. They force themselves to become motivated. They force themselves to be, you know, successful or run successful habits. It's a lot of drain because now, from my perspective, from a science perspective, you are running two personalities. And that consumes a lot of energy. Imagine your cell phone battery now operating two different cell phones on one battery. That's what you're doing. Right? I don't think that stabilize. It does. It does. And that's why when they become successful, those identities start to separate. Because again, wealth is a magnifier. And then it's like, I'm this person, but I'm really this person. Right? And then and then that identity gets created so strongly, the success identity gets created so strongly that they start to hate the weak side of who they are because they never resolved it. Uh, and that's where mental instability, distortions, addictions, and so on, perpetuate or magnify as you become successful. So when you're talking about stability and needing to give <clears throat> up your stability in order to be successful, which is externally what the world claims, we're saying right. no you need to integrate who you be now and who you are becoming as you become mm -hmm. a higher version of yourself so that you don't become um, incomplete in that mm -hmm. the, the filters that you believe and the um, patterns that you're running are in opposition with each other so that you, exactly. can, you need to integrate, not destabilize. Exactly. And I wish I had a whiteboard. So next time I'm going to get a whiteboard for you guys. So let's put it this way. Okay. Your real self is here. Your pure self complete with success patterns, success habits, way beyond anything of conventional success. I get way beyond. And then what happens is you have the filters of how you were raised, family values, structure, and so on, you know, being a man or woman here. 
right? So the people look at you from this perspective. So now that filter is covering you. And now you're going, okay, I'm incomplete. I'm going to add another filter in front of, so now you have another filter of yourself. And that's where you bury yourself more and more. Does that make sense? So success habits, right? You tack on more and more on top of the garbage that is in front of you already. Does that make sense to you? It does. It's like you're unmasking yourself so that you can see through accurate filters. Right. So um, exponential intelligence goes, okay, the filters that you are right here, the person that you think you are, let's remove that. And then what happens is that natural success pattern that you are start to show through. So it's the same. Well, it's, it's a higher version of those conventional success patterns, but it's the real you. Whenever you start sense? talking about filters, I always think about contact lenses. I know it sounds silly, oh, but it's, no, it's like perfect. colored contact lenses. Right. I have like <clears throat> green blue eyes. If I put on green contacts, my eyes are green. If I put on blue mm-hmm. contacts, my eyes are blue. But that right. filters the actual color of my eyes and it mm-hmm. filters what I see. If you want to draw right. the analogy out. And what you're saying is when you remove the fake filters, the ones mm-hmm. that maybe we've dragged with us or right. that have been embedded in our DNA for generations, mm-hmm. now we can see more clearly as we become the highest version of ourselves and we start tapping exactly. into the untapped potential. Exactly, exactly. It's really and- exciting to know that we have this within ourselves now. We don't mm-hmm. have to search outside of ourselves right. to reach our full potential. So when I hear these podcasts and I read these books about people telling me what I need to do to be successful, I'm sitting mm-hmm. there shaking my head going, no, 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 no. You have it all backwards. Right. Success is internal and then magnified mm-hmm. to the outside world as we remove the filters and the patterns of behavior that aren't serving us as we mm-hmm. move forward. It's like right. shedding the skin when you're a snake. Exactly. And, and it's not that that content that they're telling you is bad, but what happens is that, you know, you're trying to create another identity of who you are, which actually loses the purpose of why you want to become successful. The reason why you want to become successful is yes, to enjoy the worldly, you know, goods and luxury items and the greatness of this world here. But the real reason why is to find yourself, to mm-hmm. really identify who you are. And that's why success for many individuals who do become successful or moderately successful, um, it's not what it's cut out to be or, or how they define it because they've actually had to create more of layers of who they really are uh, on top of themselves, and that's why the success that they accumulate isn't as, say, functional to them. That, does when that make sense? Back to initially how we started this conversation out is what is success? Exactly, exactly. And most people define it as, I don't know, knowledge accumulated um, in the world, making an X amount of money, anything like that. And again, it really falls short to significant success. Success is redefining or finding who you really are at a deep level. And then your success on the outside, again, money, 
wealth, whatever you want, health, what relationship, whatever you call it, um, say comes up to your higher standard of who you are internally.